0: The Depressed Reds, a podcast made by the Depressed United fans for depressed United fans. Please welcome your host, Ishan Lyle.
1: What is going on y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Depressed Reds podcast and another breezy win on the weekend against Leicester, who looked very, very pathetic. I think their crowd also their crowd also sensed the drabness of the way they played it was very toothless vardy looked a bit useless sancho looked as breezy as ever and for once things are actually looking sort of on the up of course we have a, a big big game on sunday against again league leaders arsenal I, I can't get used to saying that but yeah league leaders arsenal who have been on a flyer this season with everyone in that everyone in that team on on absolute mad stuff they do have a few injury concerns going into this game, which we will talk about a bit later. Uh, we have I am the boss and a new guest today
0: with Yusuf. Say hi, dudes. Hi, guys. I'm more than happy to be on this podcast. And hey let's guys, go. Yeah, W's W's. So, yeah, let's just
1: get into it. So, to start things off, we're just going to be looking at... Well, there's not much to look at of the Leicester game. Of course, there was... A rather delectable Sancho goal. We there were a few passages of play which, which made United fans think that okay, there is something going on here. There's uh, some style of play. There's some identity, which in other teams is a given, basic. But we're just snatching at straws at this point. And things were things looked a lot more cohesive defensively. We looked solid, but again, this was against a dead Leicester team who, who themselves are in quite a quite quite in a space of panic of course they only ended up making two some two i think they only made two signings this whole summer with one signing on deadline day and i think with the whole brendan rogers situation and i don't even know what to say about Leicester. because i don't know much about them but i don't think i think he will eventually be sacked but i don't really care about them In terms of our players, I think everyone did a good job. I think Malasia for like 12 million or something is the deal of the summer. I don't care what anyone says. And I honestly have, I don't have anyone to say, I don't have anything to say that anyone did bad or anyone did really good. I think everyone did their job. What do you guys think? Ayan, you first.
2: I think it's important that United start to find their feet again. And I think with ten hog coming in and understanding that the issue lies more with how the players play rather than with the players that he's starting to find some form of of solace and some form of hope in this team you know these are players who at the end of the day are seriously good players there's no doubt that you know people like sancho people like you know even rashford on his day well while he might not be playing the best footballer, you know in the world I think going back to basics and just understanding that there is so much more to this football than we're playing right now and that there is a future for this team, a good future that can, you know, show us that these players belong here. And the quicker we start to understand that as a club and play cohesive, understanding football, the better. And I think you can see that these players are confidence. You can see that they're, they're passionate now. They're starting to enjoy the football a bit more and leicester wasn't the greatest of games mind you this is a team that's struggling in 20th who have literally gone five games and one, uh, at point. one point in five games so it tells you how their mindset is but at the end of the day nobody looks at anything else except how the three points playing. yeah and those people count for a lot especially for a team like us who have been struggling so much recently To go there, get our points, come out, I think it's a good day overall. I was a bit underwhelmed with the performance at times. I did think we were reverting back to our old ways of, you know, losing the plot slightly. In the
1: second half, definitely.
2: Yeah, especially after that Madison free kick. Mm -hmm. I think at this point, you don't complain about how you get your three points. You take them, but there is a marked improvement. And this looks like a team that is challenging and that can you know push to get something
1: so how much so you talked about this team like growing, conf- getting confidence and like obviously passage of play here and there obviously we, we last episode we touched we talked a bit about uh, the hectic schedule of the games coming up how much of that do you think is going to get how much do you think that whole cohesive nature of the team and the progression is going to get affected by the changes we make.
2: I, I think the, the confidence you'd hope, especially after, you know, that the whole episode is like, is binding and you can see that at least the starting eleven looks like they're more confident. We'll have to see how the rest of the team is and how they cope up to the challenge because at the end of the day, each game is different and the team you select is different. You know, I think Ten Hag is, he's not picking from the best pool of players to play in that second team. And I do feel that some of those players are second or third choice players for a reason. You know, I think Wambasaka hasn't him proven himself to be the best signing since he's come through after that first season. But I think, If the team has this overwhelming, cohesive bond and is starting to understand, then everyone will live up to their role. And if you see with the best teams, the title winning teams, you know, Champions League winning teams, it's not about your starting 11 being the best. It is also about the whole team playing their part. You know, even if it's one player playing two games a season to one player playing every game a season. Everybody has to play their part and it's going to be very interesting to see how specifically rotational players, you know, people like Wombisaku have fallen down on the pecking order, how players like him or Fred will start to fight for the spots in the team.
0: So for United, I think the main thing they have to focus on, in terms of depth, I think they're okay, but more players need it. Like if you look at their defense or, or their midfield, so now you have as a material option, you material options like Casemiro, Fred, McTominy, like Ericsson, like you got a lot of options, but the depth the players you have as backup, are they good enough to be at Manchester United is the question? But now. this is
2: the fight that we had, especially even last season, right? Like if you look at the teams that we were putting out towards the end of the season. We put people like Matic out to play.
0: Like know? Hannibal as well,
1: I remember. Yeah. Like, oh, none sort of happen. them are really that good. None, like, in terms of what, what the level that needs to be maintained at United, especially with This is Duke Manchester World. United, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is- the standards have definitely slipped over the past four or five years. And I think it speaks to where we are as a club because the one recurring theme over the, over the past four or five episodes has been the idea of stopgap signings. We can never really progress as a team, we can never really progress as a club if every summer we're making like a stop cap signing of one or two because we're, there's nothing to build upon if we're constantly just, you know, plugging holes in and eventually it just becomes more, it just, the squad just becomes more and more bloated and then we'd again find ourselves in a scenario with players on, players who are overpaid, who have no reason to leave whatsoever because they're making bank at the end of the day.
2: But again, and, remember it's not it's you can't just say, you know, you can't make stop gap signings. You do need squad depth. You know, but it, it's there's very common. Like, with, it's when yeah. was the last
1: time City made a stop gap signing?
2: If you look at people, they were signing Kukurea. Now Kukurea, while not be a stopgap signing, was definitely a bench signing or was a second strike or sorry, a second left back or a third left back. You know, they signed Sergio Gomez just now, who's gone under the radar actually. But these are things were not particularly starting players. The top teams have to make a couple of signings that are good backup players. And this is the difference where United is concerned. There's a difference between making a backup signing and a good backup signing. You know, somebody who is dependable enough to play that role and is able to give you a confident 90 minutes compared to some of the signings that we've made in the past that have done absolutely nothing for the club.
0: I think the best example for, for a backup player, is the player we signed this summer, Arsenal, is Zinchenko. you got Zinchenko or Tierney playing at left-back. To be honest, I'm comfortable with any of them playing. Last year, when when Arsenal bought the top four and we say we lost Tierney, we had Nuno Tavares playing left-back as backup. Like He ended up scoring like, against us, no? He did, but to be fair, <laughs> no, one, no one could have missed that. No, no one, no one. But, but you, Especially like you're saying, right? This point that you
2: bring up is such a valid point. Zinchenko, you brought in, right? From City. Yeah. What role did Zinchenko play at City?
0: To be honest, not that big of a role in that team. But you come into Arsenal, and he's already proven so much already. Exactly.
2: So the point is, he was one of the best, if not the best, Backup players as you could get for that money because he came in, he's done his job perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. For City, but he's that good that he's starting week in week out, and it's not even a negotiation to drop him.
1: No, with United because of how badly recruitment has gone over the past five six years, we're we're still gonna end up, we're still we'll still have a bloated squad for at least a minimum of another three years. Sure. and stop cap signings I, I think will will be a recurring theme for us going going into the future because I think Arsenal of course last summer they, I think they signed they, I think they spent the most yeah, last, last summer and of course it's, it's paying off right now I think you guys bought like 8 players correct?
0: we got a lot of players but one thing that well, I like it also is the the strategy for how we want to get players in and like the transfers they're just not going to sign anyone they're going to sign players that fit the system Young, and th- this is the reason why they want to get players that are young. Because, look, I'll just give this example of Casimiro. Okay, right now he is world class, I'm not gonna say anything, it's a good signing. But if you're looking at it in financial way, you're paying 70 mil for a player that's 30, you give him a five year contract and high wages. The set on clause, or this to set, let's say you want to get rid of him, is going to be really hard. Let's say you sold like you got a player like Sambi Lakonga, right? At Arsenal. Let's say maybe in the future he wouldn't do that good. Let's just say it. I don't hope that's not true. But because he's young and there's still time for him to be proven and stuff like that, he will sell for a bigger, like he will sell more than what we paid for. You know what I mean? We're again, be Casemiro
1: stupid, so. is a glorified stop cap signing. He's the best out there there that is. That's very true. Of course, it's not, it's not again, it's not like really a long-term signing. He's 30, which is mm-hmm. still fairly young in hindsight if you look at like fernandinho who who was but well
2: remember he's come in remember he's coming in the place of frankie biong who we pursued all summer right now frankie biong is 23 24
0: yeah I like right. that yeah
2: is. now we've gone from somebody who is a prospect for you know the future who, who's really a, no a he's young. not really
0: a prospect he's already a star He's already proven for me, yeah. Exactly,
2: yeah. right? But this, this is a player who you know can give you so many moments. No, no, that's why,
1: yeah. Casemiro's already, he's he's guaranteed to make progress. Because I think, we talked about this last episode. Casemiro, in hindsight for us, was a better signing than Frankie. Because I still think, from the de- from a defensive point of view, we would still be as open as we have been for the past two, three years. I think Casemiro provides that security that someone like McDominay doesn't at all. Agree, he, yeah. He, yeah. he, I think Casemiro is honestly the best, best CDM we can ask for. Cause hell no, we're not paying 150 million for Declan Rice. I think he's <laughs> a, I think he's a bonafide scrub for that price. 150 million West Ham can go do one for all I care. 150 million is crazy money for Declan Rice. There was, there have been, a, a many was someone who I would have liked, but it was always, it was always a difficult one. But
0: ultimately we ended, we've, we've got a good CDM for the next two to three years. The only thing for me, I can say, because you guys, United fans, you guys can see, but you can see it from. For me, I also thought you can see it from outside. I don't really know what the plan is in terms of recruitment for for Manchester United. Like, oh, we've we've thrown the playbook out of the window. There, you don't have like okay, like Arsenal. We already said these young players that can come in, something to prove. Like Jesus is a player that look. Let's be honest, he wasn't really appreciated that much in the City. He didn't start as much, and. Everyone knew that he was the top player. He can be, he's not he's good enough, he's too good to be on the bench. Come to Arsenal. He's probably the main he's the main man and he's he's showing it, you know? Like I think that I'm happy with the, the strategy at Arsenal and how they wanted to do it. But United, like I thought De Jong was a 10 hog signing. That is a ten hog signing. Mm-hmm. Worked with him under I in Ajax. The way you wanna play, because McTominy and Fred, there is no pro, you the ball doesn't go up. It's no progressive football, you know? Yeah, and yeah. You know,
2: when you when you bring that stat up, I think McTominay
0: ranked as one of the worst worst ball progression rates in Europe. Yeah, that's my no. point. How are you supposed to be attacking if literally nothing is going to go up the pitch? And with that as well, it doesn't help in the defensive thing as well. So it basically doesn't do anything with this Casemiro signing. I think it is a top signing only because of the fact is it changes the midfield 100%. It, you're adding one of the best CDMs or the best CDM in the world to a team that didn't have that proper CDM. So, it is but a top he signing.
2: Allows us, he allows us so much more freedom. Like, when you have a player that you can trust playing that role, right? As an attacker, you don't have that pressure to, you know, come back. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, You the think- that happiness and that faith to say, you know what? You don't
1: have to
2: feel unsafe with him or without him in your
1: team. I think that Casimir points a perfect segue onto on to the next part of this podcast, which is probably the most interesting part a combined 11 voted by us of an Arsenal United team. I think let's start in goal. do you get combined from both teams who starts in goal?
0: So now we're basing off this season only, right? Not what happened before? or
1: Yeah, yeah, this season.
0: This season, okay. Now, I've said this before. I think I've talked with Ayon about this before. I, I I do rate the hair, but one thing I want to say is one—he's not good with his feet. No, and he's not. I thought that's the way I'm, Ted Antetokounmpo was to play, right? So, and I think Ramzil has more clean sheets so far this season.
1: We we have we have got a negative goal difference already. Yeah,
0: so I, I already said enough. I think so far, if you're saying this season. I think Ramzil has been good. It, maybe he's had. You can't, you can't things. have
1: done worse than De Gea has, so I'm, I'm not even going to really argue against that. Ayan, what about you?
2: I I think nostalgic, you know, nostalgia related. De Gea is a nostalgia-rated pick. You know, I, as a huge De Gea fan, I would love to pick De Gea, although this season, he single-handedly lost us a couple of matches at the beginning. That yeah. Brentford so, game, right? Brentford and yeah, Brighton. Especially Brentford. And I see Current form pains me to see it, but uh, I think it's gonna be Ramsdale.
0: Ramsdale.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we're all in agreement that Ramsdale is the starting goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. So do you wanna do fullbacks now? Yeah, sure. Okay, so left let's go let's start at left back. I, I don't think Malassi has put a foot wrong this season. I think Zinchenko started well. Who played in who played at left back last game for you guys?
0: Left back Tierney, but to be fair. I don't think I'm gonna put Tierney in the conversation for this because he, you know how he got injured from beginning of like last, not beginning of last, like towards the end of last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had such a long time not playing. Yeah, I think now. still
1: he's still getting back into he's it. He's
0: getting tired. Ty- like if you have watched him, you know this is not actually. Yeah, it, yeah. He
1: looked. Yeah, it was a bit slower.
0: I still think. Malacia is a very good signing, and I watched him against Liverpool. He was he, he did and it's everything. It's not only
2: really been against Liverpool, mind you. He has been brilliant for for a while.
0: Yeah, 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 but the fact that it's Liverpool, you know, it's one of the best teams in England. Who against Salah, like? Yeah. You have to give him only. Uh, he's not put
1: a foot. He's not put a foot wrong. Maybe like one misplaced pass here and there. I think in the Southampton game there was a yeah, pass. Yeah, I was back gonna to say yeah. I think it was passed back to Eriksson, which Eriksson just left. I think it was miscommunication here and there, which I don't think is really Malassia's fault. Ultimately, I don't think he's really put a foot wrong this whole season. So I think Malasia is going to be my left back.
0: Uh, for me, I, I have to back him wild for Zinchenko, and I think thirty mil coming in from Man City, the way Arsenal want to play, and how he comes in into midfield as an option as well, I think it's perfect. I don't think he's done anything wrong as well.
1: To be honest. And Ayan?
0: I, I, I
2: would say Malasia. Yes, in terms of the way he's played the last few games. But overall, I think Zinchenko is going to be more of an important player throughout the season. It's
1: so, Zinchenko the starting left-back? Zinchenko. Got yeah. it. Okay, fine. Now, the right-back. Uh, who's the right-back? Dalo and your yeah,
0: right-back? So hasn't started one game yet. Uh, he got injured again. Uh, I don't think
2: it's a debate. I yeah. actually, I don't even think. I was about to
0: say, ben look, Ben White has been really good at right back, but I've seen Diallo this season. Diallo
1: has, has been, been so good. I think yesterday, looked yesterday's looked
0: like game against Leicester, he did one tackle, and then I saw the passion and so on. He went to Martinez and his yeah. I oh, the yeah. Oh, the
1: center backs! I'm excited to do the center backs. Yeah, so, so we're, we're agreeing on Diallo and them. I'll give I'm it to Diallo,
0: but but. I still think you guys need to praise Ben White. Because he's playing out of position. No, no. That, I
1: think Ben White against Bournemouth, I think, was the game I watched. I think he was pretty good in that game.
0: All his games so far has been good. It's hmm. just... Oh, he's also got a knock. For yeah, reason. yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, we're all in agreement of... Uh, I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, now the centre-back pairing.
0: Okay. I'm putting this out there. William Saliba is one of the defenders. Uh,
1: Lisandro Martinez has, is one of them,
0: so yeah. I think, so, what Varane doesn't come in? Um, this is where oh the, oh look yeah. the yeah. defenders at both clubs, the center backs, are really good.
1: I'm not saying anything, but wait, no, I'm um, what am I saying? Champions League Varane, yeah, at least he's, I, he, I think he's, he's been elegant.
0: You guys if you step-by look step-by.
2: specifically at a partnership, right, this is where I, I look at it. If you're looking at a center back partnership, I think Martinez and Varane have been sensational. The oppositions that we've played you know, in terms of Liverpool and and how good they are and the oppositions that, you know, even last game against, you know, yes, Leicester weren't playing brilliant football, but it's still Leicester. Yeah, we we still
1: kept someone like Jamie Vardy quiet.
2: Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it's very important that you have a complementary pair of centre-backs, you know? You have somebody like Varane, who's a great sweeper, who's great to second ball to cover. He's just fast. And then you have Martinez, who's attacking, I just don't see how Saliba fits in there. I think... Because,
0: because uh, these two play
2: too well together. And I think if you were to pick a team, one without the other would feel wrong.
0: But I don't know how you could get rid of William Saliba this, for for this beginning. Yeah, I think what? Maybe two man of the matches of the game, he's played one goal. The young um, player, League One player of the season, last season. So, I, I for me, one of them has to stop rena I think, but after the two, both have been good. I think Martinez has been really good, but. And Varan has been really good. I think maybe. Okay. Uh, a combination of Martinez... Varan and Saliba. Between
1: would... Martinez and Saliba, Martinez has got. He's had a higher number of successful tack- tackles per 90. And Martinez has won more of his a- aerial duels than Saliba. By more than double, in fact. Interceptions still goes to Martinez. Fouls per 90 william saliba clearances clearances per 90 martinez takes it passing accuracy saliba takes it passes completed per 90 Mart- martinez that makes it make Passes completed make sense
0: so
1: i have
0: the two oh, yeah. okay then yeah, yeah, martinez i'm not
1: saying it and, and saliba it. i think saliba scored one huh?
0: yeah he scored against bournemouth hmm.
1: So, I think Martinez outranks him in almost all of them. Varan. then am Varane. V- he- Varane has been... Varane hasn't really put a foot wrong, so I think... It has to be Martinez and Varan for me. I'll put up at the two of them. But don't get me wrong, I think Saliba has been very, really solid. I just think the insane improvement over the past three games has... It's, it's, it's too good to go unnoticed. Especially with the sort of change we have in our back two. And I'll, I think this is the back, back two for, for us as we move as a club, and we just pray they don't get injured because if they do, I cannot watch Maguire again. <laughs> I cannot watch Lindelof again. I have watching two centre backs who can defend. It feels so nice, but it's all very, it's all up in the air. So now let's go into the midfield.
0: Yeah. What formation we said we were playing?
1: Let's go four three three. Okay. Okay. Now so, CDM. Let's go CDM.
0: Okay, we're saying off this season, so I don't, I don't think Casimir. I don't. I think Casimir
1: gets enough quality alone. Yeah, I was but, gonna
0: say, are you guys gonna count Casimir based on what he's done already, or based I on think
1: season, he he's had. I think he came on for like half an hour yesterday.
0: Casemiro, I think, he's like an instant input. I I was yeah. gonna say, look, Casemiro.
1: He's too good. Too good that? to not Casemiro put him. Exactly too, too good to not put him.
0: Yeah yeah, we'll put him in. Fine. Yeah yeah, so CDM,
1: uh, Casemiro. Now let's go center mid.
0: Um. Now are we having one eight and one ten or like how are we having? I ten? think
1: we go one eight and one ten.
0: Okay, I think the ten has to go to Odegaard. I don't want
1: any, anything else. I think. Well, yeah, I think
0: I'm, I'm not.
1: I'm not really gonna argue with you. that I think Odegaard's been playing. Yeah.
0: yeah Ericsson's okay. been Absolutely. okay. Ericsson, okay, but I but want. But Ericsson's to... been playing as an eight. Yeah, really I want, yeah, I want, yeah, I want people to finally give this man the praise he deserves because this season so far he's looked really good. And no one's gonna say it just because of his name and everything. Like that, granted, Jacka has been so good this season. I no. this year. Arteta I think, Arteta, I I think, I think Jacka's been decent. Arteta this year, giving him more role where he's more of a box box. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. Now yeah. going up a bit more, and he's going back. I know he has what well, he scored against Leicester. He's got a mean long good. shot on him. Yeah, and he's got like two assists. This game, uh, yeah, uh, the season. Yeah, I yeah. think so far as an eighth, he has been better
1: than. Yeah, I don't, I think our eights have been. I think Eriksson. has not been bad. It's just nothing. It's not natural good. thing, you know, to be there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah.
2: I think we also need to again, if we're, if we're looking at it from this perspective, the fact that Ericsson has played very well against some or or with somebody, complementing him in that defensive role, has brought out the best, and has allowed him to play the football that you know we all know that Ericsson can play. Yeah, I'm
1: because excited to see how he plays with Casimir like for like a full seen, night.
2: We've seen how Ericsson loves controlling the game. Ericsson is brilliant at constantly, you know, keeping the ball moving, keeping the ball kicking, the game kicking. He's made for that. He gives yeah. a
1: good presence of mind in the midfield.
2: Mm. Exactly. And in today's game and age when you have so many different number eights and tens and whatever he is the modern day number feature where he plays that box to box run brilliantly for Manchester United. you know we've seen in the season where you know there are times where we've looked to be absolutely lacking as a team and out of nowhere he's come in and put in an absolutely brilliant performance that's gone unnoticed not because you know well
0: I mean,
1: brilliant he... i think is a bit too much i think he's i to been... because...
0: say he's been good i don't think yeah i don't okay, think he's,
1: mean, he's
2: been good but i still think quality he gets over no like he has shown numbers.
1: his quality but again it's not been something that has like been game changing i think but he's done his job i think he's done his job
2: and i think unfortunately shaka is a bit of a liability he with Ericsson you know what you're getting with Eriksen you know hmm. you're getting the calm level headed
1: composed footballer yeah so i, I think know. i think jaka is uh so i think am i'm still, I'm, 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 he, I'm, 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 still sti- I'm sticking with Xhaka on that one and I, agree. I think
0: yeah so now we move on to the 10 the 10 i said oh to god i think so far Odegaard this is season going to debate yeah. yeah i still think he's been so yeah. good this so we just go straight to the attack then mm-hmm so, on the right, on the left, on number nine, or what are you we saying? Right wing, left wing, striker. So, should yeah, yeah, let's go to the right. Yeah, okay. okay.
2: Is it is it a start? Okay, now, I don't think you win this in any way, shape or form. Yes, you have Saka, but... Sancho.
1: Antony
0: and Look, Sancho. I'm going to just put... Wait, okay. let's, not, let's
1: not include Anthony for this because he's not
0: even played. Yeah, yeah. I'm first saying between Saka and Sancho this season, yeah? Because last season, I think it's not a debate whether Saka Sancho. Of was course. I think Saka was this season, so far, I'll give it to you. Saka so compared to how he was last season. Last season, by the way, he did start off still. I don't yeah, know if Yeah, you guys, yeah he, knew he did. I lost something new. So, Sancho so far, I've watched him. I watched him against uh, Liverpool and I watched him now against Leicester. He has been looking good. He looks so like silky with the boys. Like He's got that support now. Such and a it,
1: breezy player. Such a breezy player. He's getting
0: that understanding of how to play with the team. I saw an interview he had. He said, like, I didn't get pre-season with the club. And it took me time to get so, I understand that then okay i'm gonna give you sancho i think if soccer finally turns up now maybe hopefully i can see you guys on sunday we can change it but uh right now i'll give you sancho
1: sancho okay fine and up front i think Rashford. Rashford. Is i know no,
0: and jesus for I you i don't you think that's my... not even
1: an argument jesus 100 percent
0: yeah 100 100
1: percent jesus i earn any
0: no, no quite can't. <laughs> I can. not It's
2: not a bit, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, nah. Unfortunately, I, I gotta
1: yeah. comment, Jesus. He's he's just been doing his thing, and it's been it, it's been actually fun to watch he Arsenal was, with Jesus up front, I not with a pragmatic Aubameyang or anything like that. <laughs> yeah,
2: as as a football fan, I hope he, Jesus keeps it up because he's a joy to watch.
1: Like yeah, yeah, he
2: is. I do feel at his time at City he was underappreciated for what he offered. He is a quality, quality player. You know, there are some players who can single-handedly change a game on their own. He is that type of player. He is. I, 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 think Arsenal can contribute a lot of their success specifically to Jesus, and the way he's played simple but attacking football and has embodied the, the Arsenal culture is so so important. And those are the kind of players we want. You know, as a manager. These are the kind of players you love—the ones that can go in, play great attacking football, and change the game for you. You know, they—they they show that they're meant to be in the club. They're not just there to fill up gaps.
1: No, again, what's to say that this is not a Lukaku scenario where he starts <laughs> on fire and it just goes. you hope hope it is sideways look
0: as a rival fan
1: i am praying it does but as a no 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 as a as a a guy who loves to watch football i don't but hey you never know you never know
0: you never know but i think uh,
1: but yeah just i think from performance from from a performance point of view jesus has been impeccable so not only because
0: of Look, the goals and assists sister, I think he's got, like, what? Three goals and three... His link-up
1: play. His link-up play
0: Link-up, he drops back, his strength... Hold-up
1: play, everything, yeah.
0: He does everything. And for me, um, since, I think, what, April? I've been asking for this guy. I think April, that's when we started getting links. And he's worked I with, think it's, a, it's a good thing you guys
1: didn't go... For, you guys didn't commit on Vlahovic or something yeah, like I was that.
0: Yeah, Maybe if we went for Vlahovic we were we would have paid maybe 60 mil we paid 45
1: yeah i think you paid 45 for jesus
0: that's very good i think yeah. compared to what yeah, you i
1: think from from like march onwards i think was when the contact started
2: yeah Bodies the perfect modern footballer he has that strength everything, case, yes, yes, everything. Has he has everything he controls the game for you and that's what you need and you know if he plays like this if this form is consistent he's normal.
1: yeah right. so jason's 100 percent striker other winger
0: who do you have on that i'm just saying i think it's Alanga. okay then this is not something to be martinelli this season
1: yeah i'm not even gonna argue i think elanga has elanga was good yesterday i think he was winning a lot of his duels which i the think was important Ilanga, for us in the beginning he's,
0: He's really raw, though. I don't. Think I think that... yeah, that's
1: why I think. He was thrust very quickly into the limelight with that with the Champions League knockouts against Madrid. I don't think yeah. he'd, he's really been able to develop as he should have been, and I think it's mm-hmm. starting to show. I think he, there. I think I, I think I hate on him too much. In hindsight, I think <laughs> I do think there is a player there. I just, he just needs to be integrated properly. And I think Martinelli has been through that due process of obviously being thrust into the limelight with that, with that really good solo goal against I think it was Chelsea. Yeah,
0: yeah, Chelsea. Yeah,
1: I think that was really where the story of Gabby Martinelli began, and he's he's had some tough times, but I think he's looking better than ever this season. So I'm I'm have to say Martinelli. I 100 agree.
2: I think it's 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 just the season so far. I don't think Martinelli has the quality to be better than you know, someone like an Anthony or someone and only time will tell. I think, yes, he's played well this season.
1: Again, yeah, of course, he could drop off, but just performance alone, I think he's that sort of game-changer player that we want Anthony to be.
2: Yeah, and I think Anthony, uh, you know, the comparisons are always going to be direct and you will always compare someone like Martinelli to you know other wingers I
1: just think like he looks so much more explosive uh, martinelli looks so much more explosive this season I don't know if, I don't know I I think it might it's just be me with me
0: with confidence he's more you explosive know. and more sharp That's something yeah 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 weird. yeah I think
1: last year when you guys played us I think especially like at home I think you guys not,
0: beat us three.
1: yeah yeah or yeah, no, yeah that not. game I think it was a very weird game because I think both sides are very sloppy I just yeah think yeah just Ronaldo again yeah Orgai,
0: Orgai.
1: As, I, I think it will... As it, we're, we are at home, right? Yeah, it's
0: our yeah.
1: That's what. So, I think it's going to be a very cagey game. The first 20 minutes, if we don't find ourselves 2-0 down, I think it's a W. <laughs> but you never know. I think me and Ayan were talking about this the other episode. We just never know which United team will turn up because it's happened too many times before. We got sold on preseason results. We get let down when the season begins and then we don't know what to expect. Because especially last year with all the leaks here and there, there was the issue of shutting them down, finding who the leaks were. I just think it's been such a toxic environment. And United, are, I think, are still still slowly recovering. And I think Ten Hag is the perfect manager to do the that. The thing is... Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, continue, continue.
0: I was talking to Ayan about this before. You guys were in the same position that Arteta was and Arsenal were before.
1: We I had think we were the, in a better position.
0: No, no, you guys obviously, I think, had a better squad now. and But you had what we had. We had toxicity. toxicity. Uh, I think, yeah, that all
1: boiled up with that Xhaka throwing the captain's armband. Yeah,
0: that and um, what was I going to say? The fan base, I promise you, it was it was so divided. We yeah. you know, want the, the owners out. Same thing how you guys won. What about now.
1: you? Were you... Have you always been behind that? Or did you like also... If
0: I'm being honest, completely honest, um, that first time when he first came in and we won the FA Cup and stuff, I, everyone was behind them. But that season... When I you finished 8th, when,
1: when you finished 8th, what were your when thoughts? When I
0: finished 8th, honestly, no. no. Honestly, no. I was not behind them. There was a time where we were losing, what, I think, not losing or drawing 10 games. I'm, I'm thinking like, come on, this is an awesome football club. Like, it's not supposed to be a team... Should be finishing. He finished two eighths, but if you really see it and the perspective that we see it, he has a lot of deadwood players. You have to get rid of them.
1: I think. I think that's where the gap lies between us as a club and someone like Arsenal right now. That ability to sell players. You guys got rid of most of your deadwood in like two summers.
0: It's almost. It's. I think it's finished now. By the way, we have got Bellerin out that's now. That's what
1: uh, us, in terms of deadwood and like sales got income, got we are so pathetic. And that's ultimately down to bloated contracts and things like that. It The cycle just because if you, you give one someone like... Is Eric Bae still at the club?
0: No, no, I oh, think no. he's he gone. He, he's say. gone,
1: right? Yeah. So I think someone like bayi for example, I think we could have got... like We could have sold him on permanent deals and all that. But it's just we're so inept at selling players. But again, it's not the players have no reason to leave. They're getting paid yeah. for doing nothing. The same... You know?
0: For Arsenal, even though um what was I gonna say? Yeah, we got rid of it that way. But the problem is with us is we never really got that much money from them. Like like Pepe's gone on loan, okay, fine. Bellerin's left his contract terminated. Uh made a Niles loan. Uh what else? Like I said was contract finished. Like most of the players that we got, like got rid of, we didn't really get a lot of money for them, you know? Like we lost so much money. Imagine we lost we lose uh Pepe next season. we're not getting the money back. We're losing easy fifty mil plus. Like we're not getting and, and the only problem was with us is I think someone said also we're on the watch for financial fair players, something, like something like that. But FFB, I think yeah. someone closed it down saying like we're okay or anything like that. But my point is we I do respect our and I do they got rid of the players we don't need and we can bring more players in. But I think they just need to bring more money in because I don't know how much these owners gonna be like giving money or how much money is spent from their like their own pockets or or anything like that. So for near future, I would say get rid of players for a good amount of fee because we're we're not really good. We got Leno for ten so Leno for ten mil. like I think we could have easily sold them for maybe max twenty right or minimum twenty or it's I, think good I,
1: I think nothing above fifteen.
0: yeah, well we sold them for four.
1: Oh damn. Four okay. and then an L. The Fulham five, right
0: Yeah Fulham And there's bonuses right You get like Two mil bonus If they stay in the league They get hmm. four mil If they stay two times In the league Like yeah. You should be paying Ten mil up front Maybe And then play these bonuses
1: Yeah So I think like, Yeah Yeah uh, I think before we wrap it up I'm gonna I'm just gonna take Both of your predictions Ready You first Prediction for Sunday
0: Look Awesome 5 wins from 5. I think I think if I'm right this is the best start to a season in Arsenal awesome history. Even better than Invincibles. So I should be really confident going into this game but um, I saw Arteta's conference and he said something like Odegaard and Ramsdale are doubts. We don't have Thomas Partey. Zinchenko's not fit enough to play. So I think on the day uh, Ramsdale will play I don't think I think he'll just have to play. Mm-hmm. Odegaard um I don't think they need to rush him in because I saw something about his anchor or something like that. Mm-hmm. If those two are playing and it's basically the same team as Aston Villa, I think we can get it out to at you guys. So what's your s- score to...
1: line?
0: I'll say two one. I think there is a buzz now, in man, United you guys won I think three in a row. Everything's looking good. United are
1: back, bro. We've won three in a row. We are on top of everyone.
0: Yeah, but we got five.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, but again, who 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 have you beat?
0: Okay, no, look, I want to understand when people say stuff like this, look, we've beaten, okay, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace. I'll
1: I'll get, Palace is valid, Palace is valid.
0: Palace, Palace, okay, fine. Leicester, Leicester, I'll give it to you guys, they're not good anymore. Uh, Bournemouth, they're not Not good, good.
1: fine. Aston Villa, Villa not good.
0: Look, I'll only give you this, I'll give you this point. No game in the Premier League is easy, I only think maybe Bournemouth is easy. Yeah, that's a fair point, yeah. Look, Chelsea, Chelsea lost to Southampton, like, Chelsea, I think in the transfer window have now spent the most money. I think they like, Yeah, yeah, like, no, they spent the most this summer. So you no, no, they've
1: spent upwards of 300.
0: Yeah, so you spent that much and you lose to Southampton. Like that just proves it enough Yeah, no, I think easy. Chelsea. I've,
1: I think they're just. I think me I don't know if it's too extreme to call, say that Duku could end up looking no, for no, a new no, job. It, but,
0: I think it's valid. I, I do mm, think it's valid. If they definitely, especially now, with but, how
1: ruthless Chelsea have been. In history. So your prediction is a 2-1. Yeah. Your prediction is a 2-1.
0: 2-1. I'm saying 2-1,
1: yeah. 2-1. What about you, on?
0: I'd take a draw. I'd
2: honestly take a draw. I think 1-1 would be a safe prediction. If I'm being optimistic, I'd go 2-1. But uh, it all depends how we are at halftime. I think if United go into halftime with the lead, you know, our record speaks for itself. And in terms of rotation or
1: anything... You th- any changes for you?
2: I think we definitely have to rest one of our midfielders. I think that comes out for Casemiro. Casemiro, no, I think he's no.
1: no. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think he's definitely fresher, and he'll. Be I better. think Casemiro
1: going to boss them.
2: And I think one fullback has to be dropped in terms Look, of just for stamina conservation. But I would stick with the same center backs. And yeah, center backs timing. cannot
1: change. Center backs cannot change.
2: Oh, you guys back. I don't maintain. think Ronaldo helps us.
1: Uh, I think Ten Hag said that I think today was the first day he trained with the team. But I don't, I think he'll be on the bench. I don't. I don't no, I I, I think our attack would be great. Yeah.
2: If we can see him, it's it's a big boost, you know. When so your final prediction is one. a one-one. One-one, and an optimistic two-one if we're leading at the break.
1: Cool, cool. I think. I think again, it'll be, I think it'll be very cagey because both teams are, both teams are coming off good wins. Of course, Arsenal are five, five out of five so far, and I, I don't know what to expect with United because we're 100% going to be changing the squad up a bit, and you just you just never know how many how many how much changes too much. We don't, we're not really anticipating too much, so I think I'm 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 going to be optimistic and go three-one United. I think Casemiro is going to be that guy in the midfield. I think we are going to run rings around that Arsenal defence where I think will be exposed against good opposition uh, this time around. Because Arsenal's games this season... Palace is valid. Leicester is not valid at all. Bournemouth with a relegation fodder. Fulham has been decent. Villa oh, I have...
0: Oh, about Fulham. No, Fulham have been good.
1: Fulham have been decent. And Villa have been struggling. And because... At... Steven gerrard has got a worse record than uh Gary Neville did Nah, No,
0: Aston Villa are really
1: Real, bad. Valencia. They're Real.
0: really bad.
1: Yeah, so I think this is this is uh, Arsenal's first game against like really good opposition. So I don't really I think they they will they will be exposed. I think that hype will die down over at the Emirates. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a solid three one. Fairs. So, yeah, obviously a very big game on Saturday, and I think Riddy's fairly optimistic about Arsenal's chances. Ayan's sort of optimistic, and I'm very optimistic. Of course, again, we just never know with this United side. But Arsenal are also, this is the, probably their first game against really good opposition, and I don't think they've really been tested except that Palace game. So, again, we will just see, we'll see, but. Yeah, I want to say a big thank you to Riddy and Ayan for joining us. a new guest. Do you guys have to say. Thank uh, you
0: so much for just having us, and I think. Yeah, I'm more than happy to come on the It's good to have
2: perspective from the uh, enemy camp, <laughs>
1: and
2: uh, you know, hopefully, Sunday's game will up to be a cracker. Yeah,
0: yeah. let's just yep. hope for a game. You guys, even though you guys. Um... Would want or the guy Ramsdale be injured? Come on, you guys want a good football game to watch as well. So you guys. No, nah, I
1: want the three points. I want the two. Nah, he goes on the back. Come on. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so we. Ex- hopefully, it's it's gonna be as big as of g- of a game we expect it to be. You know, obviously, it's re- a United win is really big in terms of the standings because I think Arsenal are six points behind us. Sorry, ahead of us. Sorry, so that's just me, wishfully thinking. But yeah, we are six points behind Arsenal. would be nice to cut the gap early on so yeah thank you for listening to another another episode of the depressed reds podcast see you guys for the next one